Welcome to the Nightcap, your weekly review and preview of Norway Knights football. If you missed this week's action, get the latest news, analysis, and game summary on the weekly Nightcap with me, Joe Smith. Hi, everyone. What a week it has been for the Norway Knights football team as they travel to Antonagen to face off against the 3-1 Gladiators. Things continue to change and move on the Knights at this point in the season. What is staying consistent is the Knights' ability to continue to win and dominate on the field. Let me tell you about the game Friday night that had many ups but a significant low as the team drove back home. And once we get through that, stick around for the lead-up to this week's big game against the number 1 6-0 Pickford Panthers. Let's get to it. So going into this game, we talked about the fact that on paper, Antonagin looked to be scary sitting at 4-1 and one and second in the conference. If you had a chance to watch these guys or even look at the roster, you would quickly say that offensive line is big. Across the front, they were averaging 250-plus pounds and looked athletic. But the one thing that was undeniable was the strength of the schedule to this point and, and the fact that they lost big to North Central, which is the lone loss on the season so far. As I got to the field Friday night and rounded the corner, I immediately was met with the Antonagin team and that big offensive line and thought to myself, uh-oh, these guys look huge. Could the Knights be in trouble tonight? I had to remind myself that they look big, but watching previous games, these big guys were not fast off the ball. Their first step was slow, and the Knights had the advantage. So let's see what happened. Knights get the ball first, and on the very first play of the game, Wide Spade comes in motion behind quarterback Cole By. By takes a snap from his own 39-yard line and fakes to Spade and quickly hands off to Ian Pop, who gets an outstanding block from the pulling guard Maddox Berkland and goes untouched down the sideline for 61 yards and the first score of the game. Knights up quickly, 6 to nothing. Knights defense sends the Gladiators back to the bench after four plays and take over again at the Antonagin 47-yard line, does the offense. Cole By on third and short from the Gladiators 48-yard line sends Spade in motion from the far side, takes a couple steps back and throws an absolutely perfect pass to tight end Landon Amundsen, who takes off on the go right go route and catches the that one in stride down to the three-yard line. On third and goal from the three, Wide Spade takes a direct snap and easily runs it into the end zone on the right side, putting Norway up 14-0 with 7.56 to go in the first. Like I mentioned earlier, the Knights' offense and defensive line was in complete control already. Both touchdowns going untouched as a young lineman of Norway maintained and contained the defenders throughout both drives. The Gladiators get back in this one after a long kick return down to the 14-yard line, but struggled to do it. It was fourth down and five with 6.35 to go in the first when quarterback Austin Gordon, rolling to his right, threw into double coverage by the Knights in the corner of the end zone. A pass well defended by the Knights, but it was tipped into the air by both defenders. That tip went behind those defenders, landing in the waiting hands of Gladiators receiver Abby Petska for the Knights for the uh, first TD of the game for Antonagin. After the extra point was good, it was kicked by the way, the Knights' lead is cut in half, 14-7. to Got to start wondering, are the Knights in trouble all of a sudden? Didn't seem to be the case because on the very next offensive play from the Antonagin 42-yard line, Cole By in the gun does an inside handoff to Ian Pop, and after a nice block from pulling guard at Carter Cazola, Pop once again scampers down the far sideline, untouched for the second time, and for the Knights' third touchdown run of the first quarter, putting Norway ahead 22-7. Still in the first quarter, Antonagin decides to go for it on fourth down 
and about one. Quarterback Austin Gordon in shotgun decides to pass. Has some time, but look out. Here comes Cameron Varda up the middle, putting pressure in the face of Gordon. Off his back foot, Gordon tries to connect with Pesca downfield. The ball comes up short, and Ian Pop, instead of knocking it down on fourth down, picks it off at the Norway 46, and I have to tell you, what took place at this point was amazing. Pop took it down the near sideline, breaking tackles and running over at least two gladiators as he was not going to be stopped, leaving a trail of maroon jersey in his wake. Norway 30-7 to to end the first quarter. On to the second quarter, and a big hold-your-breath moment as Wyatt Spade takes a routine pitch up the middle for a gain of about 12 yards before being pulled down from behind. It wasn't a big hit at all, but it was awkward as Spade's knee buckles a bit, and the talented senior, who's really done it all for the night so far this season on offense and defense, lays on his back holding his knee. Knights fans cringed as you couldn't help but feel devastated for Spade as the injury looked serious. Spade was helped off the field by his teammates, putting zero weight on that left leg. Spade would not return to the game. On the very next play from the Norway 25-yard line, it's time for quarterback Cole By to show off his arm and utilizing emerging receiver Landon Amundsen. Amundsen, with a long catch earlier in the game, is becoming a bigger part of this Norway offense every week, and here he goes again. Amundsen lined up on the inside of Alex Ortman, cuts outside around Ortman, and heads down the sideline, where he runs under the under another perfectly thrown ball from By, catching the ball near midfield and does the rest, sprinting to the end zone on a 75-yard touchdown pass. Knights up 38-7 to with 11-24 to go in the first half. The Knights get the ball again, and this time By finds Bryce Adams open down the middle of the field. After a couple of fake handoffs, By spins out to his right side and finds a wide-open Adams coming across the field from the left side. By again throws a perfect pass, giving Adams his first TD pass and catch of the night, going for 57 yards and extending the Knights' lead to 47-7. to The Knights weren't quite done yet in the first half. Norway drives down to the 12-yard line, and Cole By picks up his third TD pass of the quarter when Alex Ortman makes an amazing bear hug catch on a ball thrown a little short. The defender never turns around, and Ortman somehow gets his arm around the defender to pull this one in and scores the TD with 5.58 to go in the half. It was an exceptional catch, and the last score of the first half, going into the locker room at the half, the Knights in full control, pulling away early, leading 54-7 to at the half. Here's my weekly halftime thought. This is a hard topic this week to discuss considering everything we have experienced, but I think it's important, and that topic is injuries, and more specifically sports injuries. Wyatt Spade going down with a significant knee injury in the second quarter last week had all Norway Knights fans speechless to say the least. Such momentum has been building up to this point, the team playing so well together, fans getting excited to see how good this team can be. Week in and week out, we have talked at great length about the improvements we have all witnessed and the enthusiasm I think we're all feeling. But at that one moment, as Spade is laying on his back, we all come back to the reality. This is just a game, and our focus goes to the player. How is he? We ask in the moment to ourselves. What's wrong? Is it serious? In most everyone's initial thoughts, your heart begins to bleed for the player, and your hopes and prayers immediately begin to reflect on, it's not as bad as it looks, right? And then your inner fandom comes out, and you can't help but wonder how this will affect the team. Well, we did get word that the knee injury is significant, according to Wyatt's mother, Missy. 
The MRI was completed this week, and it has shown that Spade will be out for the rest of the season with a full ACL tear, a complex tear of the of his meniscus, an MCL sprain, and some bone bruising. Unfortunately, these injuries do take place in the sport we, that we love to watch and play, and on this night, it happened to one of our own. Pray for Wyatt Spade on his recovery. He is a fighter, and there is no doubt he's a hard worker. And after surgery and rehab, he'll be back to new. What is also so encouraging and so uplifting is what mom said in her Facebook post about his focus now. And I quote, things can always be worse. He's now focusing on supporting his team from the sidelines. He doesn't plan on giving up his leadership role. He still feels he can contribute by positively encouraging the guys in his new role. End of quote. That is what I've always thought this team is about. Support, sportsmanship, intensity, fearlessness, and leadership. This is a young team, and young teams need senior leadership to be successful. Clearly, the seniors have been leading by, by the success we are witnessing on the field, and if there was ever proof of continued success that is likely to come, it is the enthusiasm that you will likely see from one of those senior leaders from the sidelines with an injury, making sure his team stays on track and pushes toward that goal they set out to accomplish, a ship, a championship. And if that doesn't happen, as an outsider observer, I will be more proud of what they continue to show all of us. Champions are not made by the trophy they carry off the field at the end of the season, but the path they have taken on the journey. The Norway Knights are a strong example of how one should conduct themselves as a team through good and bad times. Continue to lead seniors and show the rest of the team what leadership looks like. This truly can be an example of what winning looks like despite your final record in 2023. Thanks, Wyatt Spade, for what you have brought to this team and what you will continue to bring to this team. It was a pleasure watching you on the field, and it will be even more impressive watching you continue to be an enthusiastic, supporting leader as you take on this new role. Get better soon. We're all thinking of you and your recovery. And that's my halftime thought. Let's get to the second half, and the Knights are rewarded with a running clock leading 54-7. to sub, sub, Some substitutions were made in the second half to get some more experience for others at different positions. One of those substitutions turned into points with 8.15 to go in the third quarter. The sophomore Cameron Varda was put into the offensive backfield for this play, and he wasted no time from the 50-yard line. Varda took the handoff, and he was Gone. Nobody touched him as he sprinted to the goal line, showing a burst and a lot of speed. That takes a score to 60-7. to seven. On the last play of the third quarter, Antonagan is able to find pay dirt as quarterback Austin Gordon decides to take matters into his own hands and off the right side of center into the end zone for the 11-yard score. Your score as we enter the fourth quarter is now Norway 60, Antonagan 15. One last highlight to point out for the Norway Knights, and this one comes thanks to Andrew Hotamaki. Hoots was running the ball hard in the second half, and it paid off as he put the final TD on the board for Norway with a five-yard run up the middle. The Knights go on to win this one with a final score of Norway 68 and Antonagen 15. Now let's get to the stats. On offense, quarterback Cole By was 4-5 of five passing for 159 yards, three TDs. Landon Amundsen had two catches for 91 yards and a TD. Bryce Adams had one catch for 56 yards and a touchdown. Alex Ortman had one catch for 12 yards and a touchdown. On the ground, Ian Pop had another big night with four touches for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Andrew Hotamaki 
ran 11 times for 122 yards and a TD. Cameron Varda rushed for 63 yards on three carries and a touchdown. Wyatt Spade ran three times for 24 yards and a TD. And Bryce Adams ran the ball two times for six yards. Total offense for the Norway Knights was 531 yards, 159 by air, and 372 by ground. Defensively, Hayden Amundsen leaned the way again, had 11 tackles, two for a loss. Ian Pop had nine tackles, one interception for a TD that was 55 yards. Cameron Varda made eight tackles. Now let's take a sneak peek at the big game on Friday night against number one Pickford at home at Romberg Field in Norway. But first, let me tell you about WHTO Radio 106.7 FM, The Mountain. Make sure you have 106.7 FM saved in your favorites for quick access to all the Norway Knights football games this season. You can rely on WHTO Radio Sports for all the action. And, as I always say, if you don't have access to the FM dial, go to the web and stream the game on whtoradio.com. Anytime, anywhere, it's WHTO Radio Sports you can count on to make sure you don't miss a play. If you want to hear the nightcap every week, head over to simplysmith.com, click on the nightcap tab, and get all the latest episodes. You can also go to the podcast section and get your audio-only version here. The nightcap is available via podcast on most podcast platforms, including Spotify. If you are a Facebook user, please follow my page at Simply Smith Sports. It's all new and it's developing, but get my views and perspective on Norway football at simplysmith.com or on Facebook at Simply Smith Sports. That's simplysmith.com for the nightcap and so much more. For most UP football connoisseurs, this is the game of the week. So what is it? What is all the hype about coming out of Pickford, you may wonder? Here's the basics. The UP High School football poll for eight-man football has the Pickford Panthers at number one, Norway at number two. Pickford is currently number one in the Great Lakes Conference East, Norway number one in the Great Lakes Conference West. Both Norway and Pickford are in Division One in the state football rankings. Pickford currently is sitting at number three, and the Norway Knights are at number 10. Pickford is undefeated on the season at 6-0, while your Norway Knights are 5-1. Again, as we talked about last week, everything on paper says this is going to be a battle. And this week, I truly believe that to be true. And here is why. I always like to compare schedules. Norway and Pickford have not played the same opponent, so no comparison to be made. Five out of Pickford's wins, though, were very uncompetitive as Pickford outscored those five teams 286-36. to as I looked at the game from three weeks ago against Rudyard, the Panthers beat Rudyard at home 44-42 to in double OT. A couple things stood out in that game. Pickford is resilient as they were down in this game 22-6 to at halftime. They have the ability to come back, so Norway is going to have to give 100% effort for all four quarters. The Panthers like to run the ball. They have three players in the backfield typically. That's number three, number 20, and eight who at times shares snaps with number three. Tommy Story is the QB. He is number eight, and they go to him a lot. Oftentimes, he's in the backfield, sometimes all alone, and most of those times, he's typically not throwing it. He's going to run the ball up the gut. The nice defense will be tested on Friday night, and they'll be tested where they have been the strongest, up the middle and over the tackles. Berkland, Varda, Amundsen, Pop, and others will need to stuff those holes quick and force this team to throw. Back to the game against Rudyard, quarterback Tommy Story ran the ball 43 times for 237 yards and five TDs that night to beat Rudyard. It's a lot of running, so keep your eye on number eight. 
Obviously, everyone is wondering how the Knights will do without Wyatt Spade, who is out with the leg injury for the rest of the season. We'll have to see. Although you cannot replace Spade, the Knights have plenty of talent to fill in some of those gaps where multiple players turn out to do what one of your best players was doing all alone. That's why they call it a team. We have seen guys on offense like wideout Landon Amundsen, Bryce Adams, running backs Andrew Hotamaki, and last week Cameron Varda show enough talent to absorb some of those reps needed with the absence of Spade. On defense, it will it'll be key for the Knights to plug that end that Spade filled. We've talked a lot about the defense this year, and I think there again, it is likely with the talent currently that we are seeing on defense that the Knights will be just fine. I like the Knights' chances at home on Friday night to show the UP, the powerhouse that is emerging right here in Norway. Kickoff is this Friday night, and if you can get to Romberg Field, this team needs you there. Come on down, bundle up, get loud, and support the Norway Knights. Otherwise, you can join me Friday night. I will have I will have the WHO Sports pregame show starting at 5.45, followed by kickoff at 6 p.m. on 106.7 FM, The Mountain, and streaming live at whtoradio.com. If you happen to miss the game, come right back here to simplysmith.com, and I will bring you the nightcap and give you a preview of the night's Week 8 game. Another good one, and it's home against North Central. Every game is so important the last couple weeks of the regular season. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to the Nightcap with Joe Smith. Put in the effort, put in the time, and live life with purpose.